0: But here, on the very rim of known space, justice is a long way away.
1: Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Space Game Junkie podcast. I, as always, am your co-host, Brian, and joining me, as always, is your co-host, Spaz.
0: I just wanted to tell you, good luck. We're all counting on you.
1: (laughs) I'm honestly surprised, to to be honest, they never made a computer game out of that. Like they made computer games out of so many other things like did you know there's a a computer game based on the british comedy yes minister that yep. was released in 1987 yeah i'm i'm honestly shocked there was never an airplane game like like a game based on the movie airplane that's honestly shocking come to think of it tangent um, number 1 yep your co-host uh, julie hey how you doing <laughs> your co-host thorsten
0: well, it's freezing really cold
1: here. Oh no, I'm sorry. Uh it's relatively cold here too, but that's a completely different type of cold. Uh your co-host Jacob.
2: Yo buddy. Still alive?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh nice. my god. What's that? Is that is that a that's
2: thing? Ace Combat Zero.
1: Oh no wonder I don't know that. Uh <laughs> I've only barely touched one ace combat. Game. It
2: might come up.
1: I, I wouldn't be surprised. And uh, your co-host, David. Those who have been uh, uh, alive long enough on a battlefield might feel invincible. I bet
2: you do too, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Collider, we went for the same <laughs> for the same game here. Is that also, so
1: the,
2: also Ace Combat Zero? You still? have the same character. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> There's one failure in Ace Combat Zero who could best be described as endlessly quotable.
0: <laughs> oh, he <his. laughs> Oh, just a little bit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> just a smidgen.
1: So, friends, um, today's topic came out of a discussion from last week's uh, show. Like, So last week's show, we're dating this. We usually try not to date these very much. But last week's show was the first show of 2024 as we record this. And as we we're talking about, you know, things to talk about for that show, Thorsten was like, you know, we should talk about the rise of these whatever you want to call them sim lights uh accessible flight sims because well well, that's
2: the thing you should start with defining what the hell that is
1: so um so yeah that's a good point um so we thought let's not let's table it and make a, a complete separate show out of it so that's why we're here um so basically a friend of mine who used to work for gaming magazines named Denny. He used to write about flight sims for, um, I think it was computer gaming world back in the day. Um, one what of the, bi- the memories. One of the big magazines, remember magazines you guys? Um, I do. Yeah. I uh, <laughs> still buy
0: them.
2: Wow. Really? There's one, there's one singular gaming magazine in this country that is somehow managing to survive against all odds.
1: Wait, are we talking a print magazine? Yeah. Wow. What's it called?
2: Uh, CD action,
1: CD action. Wow, good on them. Good on them for because, like, wow.
2: I don't know how they're surviving, but I've seen them on store shelves as of today. Wow. So clearly, uh, so clearly they're still intact.
1: Wow. Apparently, the I I look them up on on uh, Google here, and one of the first things that comes up in their you know site links, you know, when you look up a a thing, and they've got like like indented links about the thing uh, underneath it. One of their links is about here's a mind magic three, which is funny. Um, yep. (laughs) I was just, obvious
2: joke. (laughs) Obvious joke.
1: I was just playing that on my phone the other day. Um, so that, so he, the way he, the way he describes is there are two types of flight sims, plane flip focused flight sims and pilot focused flight sims. Now, and I and I think this is a great way to describe it so it's what I'm going to stick with. So plane f- focused flight sims, you got your DCS, you got your IL2, you got your Modern Air Combat, going all the way back to SU-27 basically. Um, you know, also some of the Jane's games like F15, uh F18, uh the more plane longbow, you know, those are those are the more plane focused or 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 aircraft focused sims, while well, you have your. When. Go, were you gonna say something, Thorsten?
0: Yeah, and don't forget Microsoft Flight Simulator.
1: Well, yeah, I guess that's true. I guess that's true. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So those are the more plane slash aircraft focused sims. And then you have your more pilot focused sims, which are more about building a good dynamic campaign, maybe having a story based campaign, you know, a little more uh not as fiddly don't have as much in the way of uh fidelity you don't have to spend half an hour turning the plane on you know that kind of thing you can just kind of jump in and go and Microprose was like an, an an expert at these uh, a lot of the Jane's games a lot of the other Jane's games like Fighters Anthology uh World War 2 Fighters um you know and then some Rowan games like MiG Alley were a little more let's build a world around the pilot and give them a plane to do stuff with, um, and that's the kind of sim that I enjoy. Uh, and uh, for a while, um, we've had primarily one type of flight sim, which has uh, been dominated by DCS and IL two, and that's the plane focus. Flo- 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 I could talk to focused focused simulation. Um, where of course you have a specific plane modeled in excruciating detail. Um
2: with all the clicky switches, with
1: all the switches and all the buttons and all the things. And I feel I feel there are enough flight sim fans that there should be room for both in this world. But the accessible sims died off. Now you, you had the occasional outlier over the last several years. Um, there was a you know like arcade. They're like of course the Ace Combat games on consoles, and there were some other. But
2: but to call them
1: simulating
2: anything is pushing it. Yeah, but they were they were no. They're they're arcadey. They're
1: That's arcadey, but they're still they're still more pilot focused. You know, give a pilot a plane and have them do stuff in this world we've created. So I, I you know they're very much on the arcade side of things, but still. I, I see them more into the kind of sim, kind of flight game that I enjoy. And I guess, I guess another way you could put it is there's a plane simulation and a flight game, you know, and I lean more toward the flight game. And there have been a few here and there, but recently we've had uh, several, um, several flight games slash sims come out. Um, I think the one that really started this trend off was probably Tiny Combat Arena. That uh, has been in early access for what a couple of years now, I think. Um, and I think that's the one that I feel I kind of feel like it started this trend of the more like le- looking back to the 90s type of accessible and approachable pilot sim. Um, I feel like it started this trend. What do you guys think? Am I wrong in that? Because there were some, there have I been some,
2: think I agree. Yeah. No, I
0: agree yeah.
1: too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there were other, there were other like Sims here and there, but I think the buzz around Tiny Combat Arena got the ball rolling. Like you could, I, I think if you look with like with space games for example, I think FTL uh, is the game that really can be accredited as restarting as, as starting the space game resurgence we're currently in. Um, and on its heels were of course Elite Dangerous and Star Citizen. But uh um, consequences thereof. Yeah. But uh but if if you have to look back to a singular game that I think has started this uh this resurgence, I think in in the case of this particular episode we can talk about Tiny Combat Arena. And uh Y four eighty five had been working on like the prototype for Tiny Combat Arena for ages. Like he'd released little videos on on uh on Twitter. I'm still calling it Twitter. By the way, I'm still calling it that. Um, he'd released prototypes. Had another
2: name, <laughs> allegedly.
1: <laughs> Say what you want about dead naming. I'm calling Twitter Twitter because I, I feel like what it's calling that's itself
0: a, because it's a, funny. That's not a dead naming thing. This is a this is what it is in the in the zeitgeist <laughs> that doesn't need to change.
1: Well, I feel like it's that. Uh, I know tangent, but I feel like it's now that guy in college who called himself the edge or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you know that guy in college who gives himself a stupid name that wants y'all to call him that. I don't know if you guys had that, but I had friends in college who called themselves things and preferred you call them that thing. We're like, fine. Even though your name is Frank, I'll call you this other thing. So that's what I feel Twitter is doing. Like it's not really whatever it is. It's still Twitter. You know what I mean? So I feel like Twitter is that guy in college you preferred being called the magician or some shit, you know, it's like, no, I'm not calling you that. I'm just not, (laughs) your name is Jim. (laughs)
2: Flight sims, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway. So, um,
1: so the, the hybrid, the hype around uh tiny combat arena had been building for, for a while before it actually became available on steam. And I think that showed other developers, Hey, there's a market for this. And so you now have a few other games coming out. Um, that is starting to signal a trend toward a resurgence, like we've seen with space games, uh for example, nuclear option, which came out in early access a month or two ago, I think, and is oh god that's good I don't know if you guys have played nuclear option, but holy moly it's it's very good you guys.
0: <laughs> it's, well, it's, it's simply it's simply a, a surprising great game i uh, i'm, 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 I'm i'm really really surprised that that this one that this one came out that that someone had the, the balls to, to to name it uh, correctly
1: to, i know
0: to, to do such a game yeah
1: and, and the funny thing is the developer of tiny combo arena is like oh my god this game is so amazing he's like talking it up over his own game like oh my god yeah <laughs> i mean i played
2: it it is really good
1: yeah, even at these early stages, it's, it doesn't really have a campaign or anything of much yet. It's just mostly missions. Yes, it has a mission editor.
2: A, um, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. It's it's largely just you're thrown into a massive blob of people shooting each other, which is fun, though it gets a bit stale. But but objectively, it is fun.
1: But it's also impressive because there's also like a ground war going on. In in the uh, on the map, there's there's trucks moving about. There's supplies, already like he's already kind of got a, a dynamic thing going on. I don't know if I want to call it a campaign, but like a uh, like kind of a war scenario going on on this one map that they have so far. It's actually really impressive. Um, so so yeah, and then uh, there's helicopter gunship dex. Now that developer. He originally wanted to make a, like kind of an F-19, excuse me, like a modern F-19, but he's like, I need to make a, I need to build the bones of a flight sim first. So he kind of narrowed it down to a helicopter sim so he can get the, the flight engine, the campaign going, all that stuff. And I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to helicopter, gunship, DEX, but my God, it's, it's coming along beautifully.
2: (laughs) Glad oh, to hear because I have not been paying attention, sadly.
1: Yeah, he updates it's, it. Ah, oh, it's it. Go ahead, Thorsten.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty much in line with with, with the original Gunship and Gunship Two Thousand, or maybe even even uh, LHX. But it's I, I tend I tend more uh, into the into the direction of of Gunship Two Thousand. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it's really, it's really really made cool. Yeah, he is. He's, there are so many. There are so many things in the game, like uh, uh, the idea of of integrating uh, uh, the uh, side uh, machine guns, for example. <laughs> I don't know if it's Im- implemented yet, but it's planned at least.
1: Yeah, he recently implemented wingmen, um, uh, which I think is going to go in a gunship two thousand kind of direction with those. Um, I think there's infantry oh, that was in the, the game. the game where
2: you had like the whole thing.
1: Yeah. Well, for, if you're unaware, I'm, I'm streaming it now. Uh, Cause it's in my opinion, I think gunship 2000 is like the best example of the kind of SIM I'm go, I'm talk, I'm talking about here with the accessible, approachable pilot focused SIM um, where it's also a game, you know, there's also a game that you're, you know, playing. It's not just the, 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 the plane itself is not the game, <laughs> but uh gunship, Helicopter Gunship DX is leaning in that Gunship 2000, uh, direction, which is, I mean, it's also kind of going in the longbow direction, which I get, which is g- good. Cause longbow too, especially is a lot of people consider, it's also
2: really good. Yeah. A
1: lot of people consider like one of the best, uh, helicopter flight sim game things you could possibly get. It's a shame it's not available digitally, but it's also get a bear to run <laughs> on modern hardware. Um, yeah, that that and I and I wish that there were more examples of games that people could actually buy of this kind of thing I'm talking about. Like, you could buy Pacific Air War, you can buy F nineteen and F one seventeen, but you can't buy Gunship two thousand, you can't buy Longbow two, you can't buy Mig Alley. You know, you can't buy. Yep.
2: Yeah, for you can for, at least buy Mega Fortress.
1: Yeah, that's true. And Mega Fortress. Oh God, so good. And even, really good, and that's a high fidelity sim for 1991, like with the switches and yeah, everything. No, well, that's fair, but <laughs> that but, is fair. But at the same time, it does a good job of still being approachable, uh, as approachable as a sim in 1991 was, I guess. Um,
2: yes, one where you have to manage an entire an entire strategic bomber by yourself.
1: Now, now I want to talk about the one game that I think skirts both of these worlds really well, and that's Falcon Four. Because th- Falcon Four is Go a on. well, Falcon Four is a detailed simulation of the F sixteen, but it's also got maybe one of the most amazing dynamic campaign engines in all of flight sims because they basically designed it as a war game, uh, and and because of that, it's got a whole ground war going on. You can just leave it going and watch the war unfold. I did that when I first just, got it. You
2: can just, just sit at home.
1: Yeah, you can just have it going and watch the war unfold over hours. And even if you never fly a mission, the war is still ongoing and you can watch it on the map. And the BMS, um, is that what's called? BMS, I think, um, project has taken it more in the uh, the um, the, pl- the plane focused, like the kind of the more DCS direction. But at the same time, it's still got that amazing campaign engine. So, yeah, that um, never left. Yeah, so that 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 I think that's kind of the one sin that exists in both worlds is Falcon, even with BMS. I think because it's got that amazing, amazing engine um, that still is very playable. You can still play the original today if you want it to play it a little, little less. uh, What's the word I'm trying to think of? Like if you don't want your balls kicked as hard. As BMS would kick them. If you them.
2: don't want the full <laughs> fidelity sim, as is the technical term.
1: Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, now, now, Jacob, uh, let's let's turn to you for a second, because you have lived in that other world that, uh, that we're... Yes,
2: I have, in fact, played DCS World, still do. I have played IL-2, still do. Uh, I find it personally remarkably enjoyable, but I also see why people would bounce off of it. Off of. Not everyone... The big thing is again; these games are somewhat designed around fans of a specific plane, rather than being good/slash solid games in general. And you can tell if you actually follow the development of both where the priorities lie. Now, IL two is a lot better. It actually has a dynamic campaign and a fairly good, uh, um, uh, what's it called, fairly good uh, career system. But also, it's a game where you have to manage your fuel mixture, your prop pitch angle, and your throttle, and your radiators, and your and your superchargers.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there really isn't a like there really isn't a dumb mode for uh, for IL two either. Like you can turn There is certain-
2: an argument be had that there is. It's called War Thunder, but also Jesus Christ. No, <laughs> no,
1: I, I can't. No, I. People don't. Just don't, 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 don't do War War, hun- war Thunder. Just, just don't.
2: Save yourself just the, don't. the everything.
1: <laughs> you'll if if you find yourself liking it, you're already lost. And if you don't like it, you've wasted your time. But if you like it, you'll never. It's 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 a it's a it's a quicksand pit that you'll never. Get out! Just don't. Just if you've never touched War Thunder, just just don't. Please. <laughs> uh. But
2: yes. Uh, so so what, I, what? Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, but yes, the hilariously enough, DCS World for the first time in a decade has in fact, uh, Eagle Dynamics has in fact stated they are properly working on a dynamic campaign. What? Don't have no idea what it's going to look like? But it's happening. Trademarked.
1: Okay. I mean I'll I'll believe when I see it, but I'm I mean I'm glad that well,
2: That's they have- entirely fair. Uh, Eagle <laughs> Dynamics has a tendency to uh, uh to make their release dates some equivalent of two weeks trademarked. Which is uh roughly the same release schedule as Star Citizen. <laughs> yep, if that has a release schedule, does it really? Uh, does it, does it have uh, release- uh
1: they they did make a road de- roadmap to the roadmap one time. And, uh, <laughs> all
0: right, they did make the roadmap. For all, the roadmap. All roadmaps lead to roadmaps.
2: <laughs> all all roadmaps lead to Rome. Rome maps.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I, I mean, have, has I mean, I'm glad they've announced. It's I guess that they they're working on one, but like, yeah, okay, maybe it'll come out someday. It, I don't
2: know.
0: Yeah, well, it's like having a trailer for a trailer. Sh- yeah, <laughs> it, which they
2: also did but yeah uh, it, the pr- progress is inevitably slow and the vast majority of work at DCS is still done by third-party developers not by Eagle Dynamics oh really? uh yes oh, I didn't uh, it's know that. similar to actually Microsoft Flight Sim there is a lot of third-party developers because one Russian studio developing all of these planes to full fidelity is not possible oh I didn't not for, like lack of trying but uh they have but a lot of the work is done by third-party developers, including the Tomcat.
1: Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Um, I thought it was all in-house. But that, that actually makes sense, because they do seem to pump out new uh, new aircraft on a fairly regular basis. So it makes sense that they... On a uh,
2: decently regular basis, yeah, yes. Though yeah. There's still a lot of fiddliness with that.
1: Given how much work goes into them, I mean, I... I I'm not a fan of the product, but I can't help but marvel at the work that's gone into it. I mean, that's
2: fair. You know, and I'll be honest the reason why I enjoy DCS personally is a combination of two things. One, there is a lot of both paid for and free campaigns that are remarkably good once you get the plane rolling. And two, uh, the actual player base took it upon themselves to do the absolute best they can. With the game to create yeah. uh, to create good modules and 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 servers and dynamic uh, and dynamic uh, multiplayer for a variety of errors and a variety of options. Yeah, it's, it's the, yes. The problem is, of course, the accessibility because every plane is modeled down to the tiniest detail, which means that in order to turn on the damn thing, you have to spend like fifteen minutes aligning the aligning the inertial navigation system. Turning on the auxiliary power unit, then the main engine, then the other main engine, then remembering to turn off the auxiliary power unit, then powering up the multifunction displays in a specific <laughs> order, otherwise they break.
1: I wish you were exaggerating, but I know for a fact you are not. I am not exaggerating.
2: Not. I know for a fact you <laughs> are on not. The <laughs> F-18, on, the, on the F-18, you distinctly have to turn on the right engine, then the left engine, otherwise the battery breaks for some reason. Oh, for God's sakes. <laughs> it's, and the F-5... Oh, sorry. Okay. For someone like me, who is insane, that's very fun and very uh, <laughs> rewarding to learn. But most people aren't insane. Yeah. What were, yeah. we yeah. were we, we, we going
1: we to say, David? Yeah, or, the F5 in DCS doesn't have uh, power built into the craft, so you had to connect it to um, the ground crew, so they turn on the power. <laughs> <laughs> and, don't, and don't ask exactly, yeah. uh, <laughs> to remove the power, they will actually yell at you when you start running away. <laughs> Because <laughs> that cable's still connected, <laughs> gonna <rip it> out. <laughs> and again, I'm not knocking this. I am really glad that this exists for people who want it. Absolutely, like it I, can
2: be fun. Yeah, I think it is. I'm.
1: I'm. But the problem is, those people took over flight sims for almost two decades.
2: And yes, I now, mean partially. I wouldn't necessarily say they took it over because of a monopoly. They took it over because no one was really making flight sims.
1: Well, not only that, but. And, I, I, I well, this started. And, I, go ahead, sorry.
2: Go ahead. I'll 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 rant after you. Like right. The reason why these highly uh, complex flights have stuck around for so long is a kind of because the people who play them are the sort of people to invest a ton of money, effort, and effort into learning them, and to be like startlingly loyal. Which means they, which means they will st- stick around with those sims through thick and thin. Whereas more casual gamers, they will probably move on to something else. So, if you end up in a drought like we are right now, then the only then only the very persist uh, very uh, commonly played and persist uh, games with a very persistent player base will stick around. That being said, now that we're having somewhat of a resurgence of less than, say, flood simulators, that might change.
1: I mean, I mean, I was going to rant that I blame a lot of the DCS like thing on. Back in the day when Longbow 2 was released. um,
2: You'll have to give us the specifics.
1: Well, back in the day when Longbow 2 was released in the late 90s, uh, Andy Hollis, who created Longbow, Longbow 2, F-19, for God's sakes, uh, he was driven out of gaming entirely by uh, the hardcore rivet counters who couldn't let anything go about the quote-unquote realism of Longbow 2. It was so toxic, he left. game. he left Flight Sims. Like I Goodness think that's great. Yeah, and so I think that started this whole trend more toward the Rivet Counters. That's what I'm going to call them. Sorry, the Rivet Counters taking over Flight Sims for a long time because they were the loudest minority, I think. And um, there was also kind of a there were there were fewer people buying joysticks and more people buying consoles. Also, that's why Free Space 2 failed, for example. So uh, there, was, there was already a trend away from the joystick. So this didn't help. But I think the downward trend of these accessible flight sims really started with this Longbow 2 nonsense in the late 90s. And uh, for a while, people were like, you know what, screw these people. <laughs> we're not going to make anything for them. And... Thank goodness for some developers who have made... Like, there was a, there were some accessible flight sims on consoles. We talked about um, Ace Combat. But there was also... Um, remember Birds of Steel, which came out on the 360 ah! and the P- PlayStation 3? Um, Wasn't that from The Wolf and the Dance? It was. and And I will tell you what, guys. Those games are exceptional. They have multiple dynamic campaigns across couple dozen maps and they can go the only downside to these campaigns you can't save during them but they don't last long either and um and you can also like whatever you level up and acquire as you play you get to keep even if you quit the campaign so even if you play the campaign for a couple hours and quit you still get to keep your progress um but See, I didn't see Lewis, I didn't think they were that hard. I've played it both on the um the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360. I have it for both of them. And uh, it's one of my favorite World War II flight sims, honestly, because there's just so much content for it and it's so much fun. And it's still even a decade or so later, it's still a gorgeous game, I think. Uh, but that's kind of proto War Thunder because uh, that was it's it's almost entirely I mean, there is some multiplayer to it. But um there but it's got so much single player content. That's why I prefer it over their later games because it's got a ton of single player content. So there were a few here that, whoa the, the Battle Stations games, remember those? Battle stations Midway, uh, Midway,
2: Midway and yeah.
1: Pacific. The other yeah.
2: one? Pacific Pacific. <laughs> Pacific. I yeah, played yeah. one of those. Yeah. Those were though to call those flight sims is pushing it since right. They, they right were everything since right you, I, I mean, mean there, <laughs> was,
0: there was there were secret weapons of the Luftwaffe secret there, weapons that of that got the... console, that got console ported as well
1: yes oh actually no secret weapons over Normandy was. Was uh, the sequel to Secret Weapons of the Luftwaffe? If I may be a, pe- if I may be a pedant,
0: right? Okay, fair. Um,
1: fair, fair. If I may be a pedant, a pedant.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: Pe- if I may be a pedant, uh, yeah. Secret Weapons Over Normandy is the one that came out in two thousand three ish. So. Yeah, it was on the PS2 and the PC. Yes, I have it for the PC. I should get it for the PS2. Then
0: there's uh, Crimson Skies. Oh, God. uh, Of course. Of course. Crimson Skies.
1: Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. This one
0: needs a remake. This one needs a remake.
1: Uh, They're both, I have both. I have have both the PC and uh, Xbox Crimson Skies because they're very different. They're not the same game. You'd think they would be, but no, they're different. No, they're not. (laughs) Completely different games. Both excellent, by the
2: way. They're from that era of console ports. The really weird tiny one where people just made a different game.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So there were, um, there were like, like we were, we were drowning. We were, we were dying in a desert and there were drips of water given to us fans every now and again, that would be like, Oh, here's something. Uh, but it was kind of like the dark ages of space games where you get a little something every now and again. And Oh, that's it for however long. Um, but, uh, but now we're starting to see more and more and uh oh yeah, Thorsten, you brought up another good one that came out even years ago called VTOL VR, which is still getting updates, which is still getting
0: so, new stuff. So it's on the border to, to, to the hardcore uh to the hardcore stuff like DCS. On I would the th- Yeah.
1: I I would say because it's VR and that means they want to do all the switches and things, I,
2: I agree with you. But at the same yes, time But honestly, having looked at it. The switches are far less far more yeah. straightforward and yeah. far less yeah. you have to push 57 buttons to uh, turn yeah. on the engine uh, because I'll I'm be well, honest the one thing about the Battle of DCS place you have a lot of switches that are just there for you to start the plane and don't actually
0: do anything you never <laughs> use them <laughs> No it's far more accessible really yeah, I would I- Contrast to 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 DCS I would put it.
1: I would um, if I was going to put Vtor VTO VTOL VR on a level of something, I'd put it on the same level of of realism as say EF two thousand because you got some switches there, and you got you got you got a you got a bit more fidelity than your usual, but they still focus a little more on the gameplay side of things than
2: this. Yeah, and the it's a spectrum there, but yeah, it's I a agree. spectrum that I'm glad exists, and it, yeah, there should be more of it.
1: Yeah, and, and they just added a new plane. If you guys aren't aware, v, VTOL VR is an excellent flight sim. It is VR only, sadly. Uh, I don't know if they're ever going to implement a pancake mode at this point. Um, which Is is that a technical term? Well, that's what a lot of people call, um, you know, flat monitor games. The Non-VR. Non-VR pancake mode. I first learned about yes. that with Star Trek Bridge Crew. Uh, Interesting. <laughs> But um, uh, but that's. I, mean, an- I,
2: I will gladly play video VR if it get, if it ever gets put into you know, Pankego because I I know i but I know that's rich coming from me who has spent a lot of money on flight sticks already but I don't really want to dump my cash on a uh, on a um, on a VR headset for basically one game
1: like I love VR I have a quest 2, and I, I I use it more for exercising than for gaming to be perfectly honest it's a fine it's a fine device it's just and I know a lot of people love VR but I just see it as like oh it's another thing I have to turn on it's a it's a barrier. Oh, so yeah, it's, it's a barrier. feels
2: like there's a new VR headset that's better than all the other ones coming out every month or so.
1: Yeah, the, well, the, the, the Quest 3 just came out, and I think that's probably going to be the one to beat for a long time because it's fairly affordable as these things go. And it, Fair enough. it, it works with uh, Quest 2 games, of which there's a huge library. It works on your PC. All right,
2: that's the one that could kind of be a sort of portable console. Also, yeah. allegedly, chat says that you can mod VTOL VR uh into pancake mode though that oh. sounds jank
1: yeah i don't know if i would tr- i mean it's damson he is we're not worthy we're not worthy he is like a he's he's like the authority on these kind of things in my opinion um i believe that there is a there's a mod but i don't i don't i i don't how does do you, do you- I might
2: try it I'm curious to try supremely fiddly.
1: Yeah, like do you have to have some track kind of track VR thing to make up for the VR or track IR, excuse me? Do you have to have some kind of head tracking to make up for the VR? Lack of a VR. It sounds
2: like something with a bunch of asterisks on it because (laughs) we know how we know we know how (laughs) video games work and when you try to convert a video game to such an extent, you know, manually as as a user, things might break.
1: Oh, he says it works right. quite well. Okay. Um
2: it Dam- helps staff track IR. I admittedly have that, so I might try it just uh, on that metric. I too have it.
1: Damson, if you on the Discord server can maybe post a couple of links uh in the Flight Sim channel to those mods, uh if you know where they are, that'd be very helpful. Cause I actually am curious to try them out. Because I'd like every time I think about playing V VTOL VR, I'm like Oh, I gotta break out the helmet. Okay, I gotta.
2: Yeah, it's like a whole thing. It's a it's, thing. You have to do the and, setup. And
1: I love VR. It's an I, event. Re- I mean, I, I'm glad I bought VR. I, I I love that I have that option. But I, I'd say three percent
2: of my gaming is VR. Maybe, maybe two. And for that three <laughs> percent, you have to do a lot of setup.
1: Yeah, you gotta. Okay, I gotta get the chair. I gotta clear the floor. I gotta. Make sure the battery's charged. I, oh my gosh, some other thing. I got to, I got, okay, I got to. Oh, when was the last time I washed the the, the face cover? Okay. Yeah, there's just a, there's VR's a lot of extra stuff that I just most of the time don't feel like dealing with. Like, I use it for exercise and that's mostly it. And it's got some great, like, if VTOL VR released a Quest native version, so I didn't have to do the whole PC nonsense with it, I'd buy that in a heartbeat.
2: Hundred that might 100%. be somewhat difficult, but not impossible.
1: <laughs> I mean, there are flight sims on the quest. Uh, there's, there's a couple really? of oh, several. Yeah, there's Pilot Wings, uh, one and two, which are great. Uh, there's a couple of World War II. There's a guy. There's someone making. They're also on Steam, but like, there's a World War One. There's a World War Two. He just released a modern one. They're pretty good. There's a helicopter one. Uh, there are Blame quite a few. of
2: magicians working on the Oculus.
1: Uh, well, it's, it's actually not a bad system, like really, and there there are several flight sims on the quest that are pretty yeah, damn how good. How much
2: pro- how much processing power can you stuff into a? Well,
1: dead I mean, the gra- graphics you're looking at maybe you know, PlayStation two era, you know, I mean, the graphics are not great, okay, but fair. But for what they do, they're pretty fun. You know, I mean, you're using your, you're using the controllers as the sticks and everything. Yeah. And um, if memory
2: serves, then a lot of the like native Oculus games have a verge, uh, either have or are a mode with downgraded graphics, which I, I obviously know that off of VR chat.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and the, the, the Quest 2 is a surprisingly capable machine on its own. It's, I mean, I'm sure the Quest 3 is better. Um, that just came out, though. It has
2: a bigger number. That means it, it's better. Well,
1: I mean, it, it's quite a bit better, to be honest. But until my Quest 2 dies, I see no reason to get one because I, I don't use Bang. my Quest 2 that often. But uh, if, it, if the VTOL VR folks released a Quest native version, I'd, I'd buy it today, 100% no question i i would waste my monthly gaming budget on buying that um because setting up the the thing to use the pc is just a it's just an extra hassle i most of the time don't want to deal with um but we that just is pay. but that is a great sim that is a great great sim and uh so yeah there are quite a few of these i mean we've talked about nuclear option we've talked about um stealth fighter dc um, so there are more of these coming out, which is great because I would love to see a trend of this to continue because you know for years we didn't get much. We had to keep playing the old Sims, which a lot of which are still available. Like folks, if you've never played a flight sim before and you're listening to this uh you're listening to this uh podcast, go find a copy of um F one seventeen A. Uh, it's been on, it's been on sale on GOG for as cheap as 89 cents. And it is probably one of the most approachable and accessible flight sims you can start with. And, um, still plays great to this day. I, I I started streaming it last week, had a great time. Um, still very playable, still tons of content. Oh my God. You can play it for years and not run out of things to do (laughs) because the missions are randomly generated. um, so yeah, even the old Sims, you a lot of them you could still buy. I mean, yes, there's wear and yada yada yada, but we can't really promote that. Uh, we want you know people to pay for things. <laughs> um, so there's still a lot of these older accessible. We want, to pay,
2: we want people to pay for good things. Yeah, we
1: want, we want. Yeah, we do want people to pay for good things, and yeah, you can like a lot of these games aren't for sale anymore digitally, which is like, God, can you imagine if somehow they started selling the Jane's games? digitally, like all of them.
2: Yeah, aren't, but aren't these in like super hell in terms of copyright?
1: A lot of them are, like, especially the Janes games, I think there's no clear owner to the copyright because I think it, back in the day they were co-owned by Janes and Electronic Arts. So with those especially, I think there's a um, there's a uh, real question about who owns those copyrights. Like we, we, we uh, may, our, yeah.
0: Person IP
2: law strikes again. Go ahead, Boston. Uh
0: Just as you mentioned, uh, the chain uh, uh, simulations, I really would love to see uh, a re release of, of USAF and IAF.
1: Mm, yeah,
0: I love both games, but I don't, I'm not really sure if, if they could be converted to, to modern machines
1: i think the uh, so far the only way i've gotten them working is with uh emulation i've got a friend of mine set up this uh custom eighty six box build for me that uses windows uh ninety eight s e and so far that's the only way i've gotten both of those games to run is through <laughs> basically windows ninety eight emulation <laughs> and they don't and they're not if bad it works it does it does they're not bad um like, if you want to go through the rigmarole of uh, getting legal copies, converting those to ISOs, and then getting 86, bo- 86 box to run Windows 98 SE. You have to have a legal copy of Windows 98 SE, by the way, to do that. Um, yeah, It's fiddly. It's, it's a lot of work. And that's why I didn't mind paying my friend to do it for me. I, 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 I paid him money. I sent him a USB stick. And I'm like, do this. He he sent me the stick back with a bunch of stuff on it and it worked. It works great. It, I mean, I I've run mig alley on the damn thing, which is mig alley is one of the hardest (laughs) games to get running. And I got that running. Um, but yeah, I too prefer the, uh, the more survey side of the Jane's family, the IAF, USAF, world war two fighters, uh, fighters anthology. Um, Man, I, I thought, uh, <laughs> I thought those are the best. Um, so yeah, those are the kind of sims I love. And and we do seem to be seeing an upward tick in those, which is just a delight because friends, these, these games, if, if you, if you click with a game like this, it's so satisfying to fly to a target and blow it up. I wish I could, I wish I could recommend the strike fighters games, but they seem to have been abandoned. Like, you know what's sad about those strike fighters 2, by the way, folks is an amazing flight game because not only are they fun campaigns and they have great planes like the a 10 and the F four, and they've got dynamic campaigns and they're very approachable. They'll start you off five minutes from the target. You fly around pew, pew, pew you drop your stuff on the target, you hit escape mission success. You just spent 10 minutes. Yep. You got, you got your flight sim fix. Um, the sad nuts, as they say. Well, the sad thing is, they seem to be abandoned because even people who are buying them, they're not getting their download links apparently. So and and they've heard nothing from the company. So I wish that I could rec- highly unfortunate. Oh my god, I wish I could recommend them because not only are they great games in themselves, the mods for those games. You, you if you want to fly the Falklands War, you, you can do it in combat. <laughs> you can do it in that game. If you want to fly like the most random air war ever. Uh, it is available, it is probably available as a mod for that game. There are so many campaigns and missions and planes and things to fly and strike fighters too. That's just, it's kind of like the free space two of, of flight sims <laughs> really. Cause it's, it's just so much fun on its own. Plus you're buying, you, you, you get access to so many mods for it, but I wish I could, I wish I could recommend it. I know it's a hundred dollars for the full package, but you get so much in that package. So very much. Um, But yeah, apparently people who even are paying for it aren't getting their product. It's just which that's bad. And which what's sad is they're still the the folks who are making that thing are still around making things. They're but they're fo- they're they're focused entirely on mobile, which is just I mean it's, I guess that's fine. Which is very sad. I know it's fine if that works for them, but like they're completely ignoring their p. I went on their Discord because I was having a problem with a PC game I bought from them. And I got no support at all. Like I was completely ignored by the people who work. yeah, it was so depressing. It was enraging. Actually. I, I, I quit days later because like no one was answering my questions. It's like, why are we even giving you money? You know? So that's kind of a sad story in, in, in all this, but, um, but, but the nice thing is there are these accessible, approachable, uh, pilot Sims that you can buy today, like tiny combat arena, like, uh, gunship gunship um, helicopter gunship d e x that are great. And uh, I just, I would love to see more of them. And that's, that's why we talked about this because a lot of these look like they might be coming out this year, like hitting 1.0 this year. Um, soon trademarked. Yeah. Soon trademarked. And uh, like tiny combat arena is a lot of fun. It's very, it's very challenging. You have, I have to turn the difficulty down in that one. Cause I die very quickly in tiny Com- that's why i didn't make a video of tiny combatery, and i'm like wow I, I died in a minute i died in less than a minute thanks thanks anti-air uh,
2: admittedly you <laughs> fly the harrier in that game which is not the most resilient of jets
1: <laughs> no that's true but still i die so fast so very fast
2: um they're famous for being remarkably unforgiving thanks to pilot <laughs> Yeah, but
1: but but you can fly that thing with a mouse and keyboard. That's another nice thing. You don't need a joystick with a lot of these sims, and that's a lot of these are Unity based, um, which is which good or bad. Ugh. But there's a there's a plugin for Unity that makes um, joysticks and mouse control and everything very, very much more accessible to the developer. I forget what it's called. Um, Uh,
2: In theory, because uh, I've talked to the death of, uh, what was it called? Frontier's Reach, which is related to the topic.
1: Sort of, yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, And he has been lamenting a lot about how the Unity joystick plugin is an absolute nightmare to work with, and it's only good insofar as it's better than nothing.
1: Well, that's that is fair. That is fair. <laughs> um,
2: and honestly, uh, considering how much trouble I had with it, I'm not surprised.
0: Uh, yeah. Um, oh, guys, something something uh, uh, different uh, regarding to uh, Tiny Combat Arena. Has one of you ever tried the other versions of the of of Tiny Combat Arena? Uh,
2: uh, you mean like one of of so the older ones, the ones on H? Yeah. So once on each. I played one like way back.
1: Yeah, I tried one like ages and ages ago.
0: Yeah. Ages ago. Because some of them really look interesting. He has iterated on this quite a lot over the years.
1: The
2: statement of the century, there, right?
1: Yeah, he is he iterated so much. Oh, and if you guys want to hear a fascinating interview, um, I'll find the link at some point, but the guys who are making uh, Gunner Heat PC, the tank game. Uh,
0: I'm searching. I'm searching it. Oh, thank you. Wait a moment.
1: They uh, they just
0: I've interviewed. An interview.
1: They just interviewed Y485, and he has some great things to say about Flight Sims and Flight Sim games. It's a fascinating yep. interview. Both
2: great. Both great games, mind you. Though obviously GHPC is a tank game, so outside right. the scope of the of the conversation.
1: But. In a way, that's also kind of leaning back toward the more accessible simulation because it's kind of trying to be more of a modern M1 tank platoon.
2: Which, yes, though, admittedly, unlike plane sims, tank sims have been suffering even more, I would argue, oh, since God. your only real option is once again War Thunder. <laughs> I
1: mean, if you want to spend a lot of money,
2: you can get Steel Beast Pro,
1: but uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> which.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, a costs
2: all the money and B isn't a it like lot. still like years old at this point
1: yeah I mean there are a couple of fun th- what's that one tank sim by Gravitine that's on Steam that is really good uh, It's not Steel Beast. hang on let me I'll find it Thinking what was that what was that Steel Armor Blaze of War maybe yeah I think so yeah 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 I think so because I think that's it yeah, because, um, that is a, yes. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that is it They're there. Yeah. The Gravity team uh, make a uh, strategy game, but, but they also made this pretty fun approachable tank game called steel armor blaze of war that I am not great at, but it is actually quite fun. But, um, gunner heat PC is a upcoming fairly accessible tank game. Um, like it's it's got some realism, but you you know it's it's you, you're not going to spend an hour turning on the tank. It's it's it it looks like it's going to be admittedly, a
2: mod. Admittedly, tanks have the upside; is they are usually started with one button. <laughs> but uh,
1: Gunner Heat PC does look like it's going to be a kind of a modern homage to the M1 tank platoon games, and I think you can get yes. the you can get the original M1 tank platoon games on Steam, and they are both great, both of them. Even the original one, which looks really old at this point but it's it's a great tank game it's a great tank game
2: <laughs> yeah also yeah uh so in chat mentioned il2 actually has uh tanks now and i, I would argue they're more that. fun than the planes
1: really <laughs> i forgot i, for, I yes. forgot that il2 has tanks mostly now. because
2: tanks are, unlike planes of the era which have all the levers and all the buttons tanks of the era are surprisingly straightforward
1: I, I for I forgot about that there were tanks in great battles. I completely forgot about it because I don't I typically don't care that much about tanks typically. Uh, unless they're their own game. Fair enough. Like if there are planes or tanks, I will always take planes every time. But if you just have tanks, happy to play. Happy to play a tank game. Um <laughs> but if yes, I have an only, option...
2: <laughs> it is to not a lot of people play the tanks in IL2, but they are very good.
1: Oh, that's good. That's good to hear. Um and
2: oh. if memories remind me it, it Aren't they actually co-op? Uh, chat, th- help me out here. I
1: think they are. I, th- I think you're. I, th- I think you're correct. Honestly, I think I think you're right that they are uh, multi crew, uh, which is another impressive thing. <laughs> put put yes. multiple people in a tank. Um, in fact,
2: I would argue that multi crew is some of the most fun I've had in simulators. And in DCS, my favorite jet is still the F-14 Tomcat because I, strangely enough. I'm not the best at flying planes. I'm exceptional at uh, managing systems and and uh, stuff. Doing both is a bit difficult. So being the guy in the rear seat on of an F-14, operating the most complex radar I ever put on a plane, uh, I enjoy it a lot.
1: Oh, then then you definitely want to get, a, get want to get that new uh, F-14 in VTOL VR. Yeah. Once you get V. I
2: remember <laughs> it's uh it it is in fact a uh, multi crew as well. And you can just, and you do in fact sit in their seat and operate all of the fancy systems that were given it.
1: <laughs> and I'm seeing more and more missions coming out uh, using their new electronic warfare stuff, which is great. Um, yeah, I really appreciate that uh, games like VTOL VR and um, Nuclear Option have mission editing tools to let people make more content for them beyond what the uh, designers make. That's always good. That's always good. But I do love a good career mode, and I'm glad IL-2 has one now. Um, Yay! Another another good sim with a career mode, it's... it's the only reason it's accessible is because it's a World War One sim, and so there aren't a lot of switches. Uh, Wings Over Flanders Fields, which hmm. um, is based off the campaign engine from Microsoft Combat Flight Simulator 3, which is admittedly a very good campaign engine. Um, but Wings Over Flanders Field might has might have one of the best campaigns I've ever seen this side of Falcon 4. Like it's so good. And because it's World War 1, it's kind of easy to jump into. I mean, you could turn the realism down thankfully and there are there are definitely aids to help you target things and find your and autopilots and things. So uh it is a bit fiddly because it's basically a giant mod, <laughs> it's a giant, giant mod that they sell as a standalone product now. But um, yeah, Wings Over Flanders Fields, like that game. If you shoot down a pilot, if you shoot down an enemy plane, you can't just take credit for it. You have to go back and make your case that you can get credit for it, which is great. <laughs> oh. Which is great. It's fun. <laughs>
2: Welcome to the First World War, everyone.
1: Yeah, Wings Over Flanders Fields, y'all. If you like World War I aircraft, that's, I, that's probably my favorite out of all the World War I stuff. Uh, Raza Flight is okay, Patrick, but it doesn't really have the gameplay as, um, I mean, it is free. You're paying, what's 50, 60 bucks for Wings Over Flanders Field? But what you're paying for is the career mode, which is absolutely exceptional. Just exceptional. In wings over Flanders fields so um I could easily recommend that one as a fairly accessible one that that one's been around for years but that's a that's a boot that's a boutique product that
2: one <laughs> boutique product
1: yeah that's a boot that's a that's you're not gonna find that on Steam I don't think uh like ever <laughs> sadly um <laughs> which is a damn shame um yeah, so there are there are sims that are accessible, and, the, the, and I'm so glad there are more coming out because my God, I mean, for us flight sim fans, it's been like accessible, approachable flight sims, pilot sims, whatever you want to call them. It's been slim pickings for a long time. Like, do I want to try and find something recent, or do I want to go back to
2: 1991? <laughs> Those are generally your options.
1: Yeah, those have generally been our options. But so, it, it, if the developers of um, the games we've talked about here, this thank you for uh, taking a chance on uh, on this relatively long dead type of simulation and starting to bring it back. Because you know, I mean, it's great to go on a bandware site and get Gunship Two Thousand, I guess, and blah blah blah. That's fine, but it's really great to be able to pay a developer to make these. You know what I mean? It's great to be able to pay a developer to create something like this. So, and that's what I would always prefer is to pay a developer uh while I can afford it at least is to pay a developer to make a thing I love, you know. And uh so I'm really glad um Wait, wait, Voodoo... Oh, that's interesting. Voodoo288 in the chat says, it wasn't until playing nuclear option that I realized at 38 how much I wanted a casual flight sim. Oh,
2: look at that! Ah, Welcome. It is an exceptional game. Absolutely right. no
1: arguments. Welcome, my friend. Hopefully you will find other options. Hopefully you don't mind older graphics and go back and play F-117A and F-19 and Pacific Air War and European... I'm trying to think of the ones that are on sale. European Air War uh... Oh, the uh, enemy engaged games are great. Those are you, you can buy those. Um, oh, Hind and Apache, uh, those are great. Tornado now.
0: E F two thousand. E F two thousand.
1: Yeah, you can't digitally. You can't buy E F two thousand. I'm trying to think of the ones you can. Sadly. Buy digitally. Yeah, you can buy Eurofighter Typhoon, but yeah, nowhere. Uh, don't. Uh, just just don't. And, uh, oh, if you go to Steam and look up Gunship, don't buy that one either. Uh, (laughs) Because that's the gunship. the
2: gunship EF-2000 isn't very good?
1: No, Eurofighter 2000. Yeah, yeah, Eurofighter 2000 is not very good. Um, It's like they tried to make because it came out after 2000 and like, okay, no one wants to fly with a joystick anymore. We have to dumb this down. And so... They tried, but it just ended up not being very good as a result, which is a real damn shame. Um, but when you realize that one of D- Did's final games was called Wargasm, you're like, oh, no. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> uh, yeah, Eurofighter Typhoon isn't bad, but compared to EF2000, oh, that's, it's, it's definitely a step down. But I'm trying to think of the ones you can buy and play. Oh, Mega Fortress, of course you can buy. Mega Fortress. Um, so there are a lot of classic flight Sims you can still get. I wish you could buy the Jane's games. Like we said earlier, you cut your teeth on Jane's. Oh my God. I wish you could still buy those. Oh my God. I mean, I think the only Jane's flight Sim you can even get close to work in these days is fighters anthology, uh, which is admittedly one of my favorites, but I think that's only because it doesn't have 3d acceleration. <laughs> So it's not looking oh, for. That's a, why
2: you can make it work.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, like the more modern ones, they're looking for a voodoo card or whatever. It's like, god damn it. <laughs> and uh, and again, yeah, and again, you can get them working via emulation, but that is a whole thing. So again, it is great that these newer uh, these newer flight sims are coming out that are more accessible and approachable. Um so folks, yeah, if you haven't checked out Tiny Combat Arena, if you haven't checked out Nuclear Option, Gun Helicopter Gunship DEX, if you have VR, definitely check out VTOL VR. It is excellent. Um, oh that's true. The first the first longbow game you can play in DOSBox. That's true. And
2: that's something.
1: And you can if you not that second. Yeah, and there are some games if you've like It's weird. You can get Windows, like, 95 slash 98 working in DOSBox, but they're fiddly, and I wouldn't recommend it, but I have played like
2: That is two layers of emulation, which is. I know. Like, I have a version
1: of SU27 that runs on Windows 95 in DOSBox, and it's passable. (laughs) It's not great, but it's passable. Uh, that's the most
2: charitable you can be to it possible.
1: I mean, the worst to get running is probably those old A10 Mac games. Remember those, uh, A10 attack and A10 Cuba. Uh, you can get those running on a Mac emulator, but it ain't easy. I did it, but it took like a couple of hours (laughs) to get it to run. (laughs) It was worth, it was worth a problem. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the the older were they were those were those Jane's games like USNF, US Navy Fighters, ATF. Were those Jane's, or were those before they used the Jane's label? I can never remember. Um, I means it
0: was before they got the Jane's label.
1: I think you know. I think ATF might have had the Jane's label. Maybe. God, I can. But you're right, Damson. Nope. That those those older ones. Did use DOS. That's true because they were Windows 95 and DOS. Thank you for that. But they're also sadly not sold digitally. Um, ah, so US Navy Fighters wasn't Jane's. This is where I always get confused. So US Navy Fighters wasn't Jane's. ATF and NATO Fighters was Jane's. <laughs> and then, of course, Fighters Getting Anthology. A little convoluted. And then Fighters Anthology, of course, was Jane's. Oh, ATF was the first Jane's? Oh, my God. This is why I always get confused. (laughs) This is why I always get confused. Back in the 90s, you guys, there were so many flight sims coming out. It was a wonderful time. It was a wonderful time. But, um, yeah, you can get Fighters Anthology working in Modern Windows, which is all those games we just mentioned, U.S. Navy Fighters, ATF, NATO Fighters. It's all those things in one package, plus some other stuff as well. Um, So, yeah, if you can track down a a copy of um Fighters Anthology you can get that running and it's terrific it's got so much content that one oh my god <laughs> it's, it's got a, I think it's got a Korea campaign a Vietnam campaign and a bunch of other campaigns it's got a mission editor it's got a mission builder that one's amazing um yeah that one's great i'm looking forward to revisiting uh Fighters Anthology it's probably my favorite of the Jane's flight sims honestly uh, but again, not available to purchase digitally, which is a crime. <laughs>
2: Maybe
1: someday it will be, um, but sadly not right now. So, God, yeah, folks if you're if you're listening to this and you haven't really tried a combat flight sim, get F one seventeen on sale um, on GOG or Steam. Not the NES version. That's not what I'm talking about. There's an NES version of F one seventeen. That's not what I'm talking about. <laughs>
0: A very different game. Very,
1: very, 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 very different game. I played it for the first time recently because it's on the Switch, and wow, that is a very different game. Like in F one seventeen, the PC or Amiga or whatever version, you're flying r- t- typically at two hundred feet. On the NES version, if you go under two thousand feet, it yells at you. It's like, hey, you're flying too low. It's like, what the? F-? <laughs> this is so weird. um Oh yeah, Richard, I just mentioned um I just mentioned Enemy Engaged uh a moment ago, but yeah, the the uh two Enemy Engaged games you can get on a GOG, I believe. And then there's a mod that uh I forget what it's called. There's a, there's a mod, even without mods those are great, but there's a mod that makes them a little more modern uh for like widescreen displays and stuff, but I think it's a little buggy. Um but the Enemy Engaged games are great. I think, uh, I think Helicopter Gunship DEX is trying to skirt the line between Gunship 2000 and Enemy Engaged, uh, which are two great lines to be between. So, more power, too. <laughs> I have seen uh, Bismarck. I have seen Vin... How do you even say that? Vincimus? Vincimus. Vincimus? I don't know how you say it. Uh, I crashed so much in that one. But that one's pretty good, too. Uh, Vincimus? Let me see if I can get a link. Um, Yeah, that came out recently, I believe. Uh, And that one, that one's pretty, that one's not bad. Yeah, Vincimus. This guy. Um, It's called Vincimus Air Combat. Uh, Came out, uh, oh, back in September it came out. And, uh, yeah, that one's pretty good. I have not gotten past the first mission because, uh, every time I try and strafe tough on the ground, I crash. Um, (laughs) but I enjoyed it. I just, you know, I need to get back to it. It's still in early access. Um, hasn't been updated. Oh, it was updated. No, it hasn't been updated since September. Hopefully. Oh, it came out in April of last year. I misread that. Um, so that one's pretty good. um, so yeah, I'm glad more uh, people are making games like these, um, because for a while our pickings were basically DCS and IL2 and a few scattered arcadey things like Ace Combat and whatnot. So I'm I'm really glad more sims like this are coming out. Um, so yeah, I think that I think that is good coverage for the topic. Unless anyone had anything they wanted to add before we wrap up. Okay. Not
2: for
0: me.
1: All right. Uh, yeah. I, sorry, guys. I think the three. I think. Uh, I think two or three of us kind of dominated this conversation, and I apologize. Uh,
2: <laughs> it is. It do be like that sometimes. Yeah, Sometimes. As I just say.
1: Yeah. Sometimes it's like that. But next week on the show, we're going to do a check-in. Talk about what we're playing. Talk about what we're doing. Talk to you in the chat about how you're doing. It's a new year. How are we all feeling? Uh, I'll tell you what, us in America, not feeling so great. Uh, we could talk for a about bunch of reasons for, for many reasons. We can talk about that next week. Uh, and kind of in the flight sim arena tomorrow on the stream, I am going to be playing a game called what the hell's it called? Um, I can never remember the name. Hang on. Uh, it's a world war one sandbox slash flight sim called skies above the great war.
2: Um,
1: yeah. Uh, apparently it's, it's a war game, but you also get to fly the planes whenever you want. So, uh, that's what we're going to try tomorrow. Um, because it kind of looks a little red barony and I'm good with that because I love the red baron games. Um, totally fine with that. Uh, so yeah, that's going to do it for today, folks. Thanks so much for listening. Great chat today, by the way. Uh, Thanks for all the game recommendations in the chat. We, uh, damson, sir, always good to see you salute. Uh, <laughs> we're not worthy. Uh, <laughs> uh but folks and all, that. and all that, uh, but folks, thank you for hanging out. Uh, please take care of yourselves and each other. Get all the shots, wear your masks. I, I can't believe I have to keep saying this, but please get all your shots, wear your masks. They masks work. I'm just going to say it again, mask work. My wife had COVID a few months ago, and because of masks, I didn't get it, even though we live in the same 1,000-square-feet apartment. So please wear your masks, get your shots, uh, do all the right things, because we live in a goddamn society. And uh, thank you, as always, to our patrons for literally keeping the lights around here. And with that, we'll see you back here tomorrow morning for uh, Skies Above the Great War, which I hope is good. Uh, Have a good one, y'all. Bye-bye.